Hello and welcome to Behind the Scoop. This is the podcast from Scoop Empire. My name is Mark. It's Wednesday, the 23rd of March. On the pod today, later on, I'm going to be speaking to someone very special. She is a former African judo champion. She's a women's fitness expert and she's got almost 200,000 followers on Instagram. She's called Miracle Nassif and it's a fascinating interview that you don't want to miss later on. First of all, though, here's some news from our region and around the world as well. It's going to be an exciting time in Dubai in the run-up to Ramadan to get those pre-Ramadan concerts in. Uh, tomorrow at the Coca-Cola Arena, the Colombian musician Maluma is going to be on. Uh, but that's not all because tomorrow night also Jason Derulo uh, is going to be at the Expo uh, 2020 Dubai. Uh, that's going to be an amazing night. And then uh, on Friday, a Sigma playing in Dubai as well at Zero Gravity. It's a part of Mermaid Ladies' Night, uh, a really special edition this coming weekend for you. Meanwhile, in Saudi Arabia, this is an amazing initiative uh, for children who are going to be accompanying their parents to perform Umrah at the Grand Mosque. They're going to be distributing bracelets. So in case they get lost in the crowds, they'll be able to reunite them with their parents. An amazing initiative called Your Child is Safe with Us. And here in Cairo, one thing that many people are talking about is Mamsha al-Masr. This is the walkway, the promenade alongside the River Nile on the Corniche, the place where families can go and enjoy restaurants and retail outlets as well. Well, the brand new phase, the expansion, has now arrived, expanding the variety of the types of restaurants and places to go. It's fantastic news for families and for people looking for something brand new in the city Now, speaking of the River Nile, this week has been World Water Day, and Mustafa Habib knows quite a lot about the Nile. Alongside like-minded people, and after swimming in the clear waters of the River Nile in Aswan, they decided it was time to clean up the Nile and started an initiative called Very Nile. Mustafa Habib joins me on the line. Hello, Mustafa. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm very good. I'm I'm happy. Happy Water Day. Happy Waters Day and everything. Well, well just <laughs> yeah. tell me like, exactly and stuff, uh, how you go about doing this. Uh, what is it exactly that you and your team and your team of volunteers actually do? Yes, we go, we buy some uh, gloves and fishnets. So we take it and we go to those areas and we clean it with the volunteers. And then we segregate the plastic with some of the volunteers and we send all of the, the, you know, the different types of waste to the different factories or the people who recycle them. And then we concentrated with the fishermen. So far, we started with one fisherman at the beginning who actually didn't believe in our thing at all. And like, no, I'm not, not going to fish for plastic. I'm not as a bell or I'm not a, you know, a garbage collector. And of course, when we told them that we're going to buy one kilo of plastic from you for 11 pounds, he, his like he his eyes like woohoo yeah let's do that and then he started to tell all of the fishermen around him so so far we have 55 fishermen who works with us on a daily basis uh those fishermen they don't have a lot of services educational or medical services because they don't have um Nakaba or an entity that they get back to. So, so far, those fishermen, we give them uh, medical and educational ser- services for their kids. We offer their wives some job creations. And here we'll come with the upcycling part. And uh, so far, through the fishermen, we collected uh, more than 70 tons of plastic bottles. 
plastic bottles from the River Nile. The plastic bottles, we have a deal with a factory here in Egypt called Barik. So he turns it, he, he takes the plastic bottles, he turns it into pellets. We send it to Spain and we make all of the Sayat and Fayat and uh, other cars, the electric, the new electric cars seats out of the out of the yarn that's made out of the plastic ba- bottles that wow. we got out of the Nile. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. and and what yeah. kind of people come and volunteer for this? Is it people all kinds of different people? All kinds. It's it's weird, like all kinds, all ages, all backgrounds, everyone, everyone. And especially after the revolution, we all saw this movement of everyone wants to volunteer. There are a lot of people who went to clean the streets, to to paint the, the pavements or to... So this energy is still there and then we love it. So now we have 70,000 waiting lists on our Facebook who sometimes call us names. Why you're not taking us? Why? We're 10, like we're 10. <laughs> we wish, but we can't. Yeah. <laughs> so far, yeah. we had only 7,800 volunteers who worked with us since the beginning. Well, what a, what a fantastic success. Uh, one of the things you do is prevention. How do you get people to stop dropping stuff in the Nile? It's all about, it's all about awareness campaigns. So uh, we had uh, awareness campaign with Yostra. We had awareness with uh, Tara Ahmed. And uh, of course, celebrities has a very big impact on this. Karim Asim, Mayel Ghiti, big names of celebrities. And also we we started a, a campaign called Zamalek Banning Single-Use Plastic Bags. We went to all of the shops there and we've been able to convince 150 shops to convert from plastic bags into into other alternatives like um, the cloth bags or paper bags and stuff like that. And you can't imagine the amount of stuff and the amount of <laughs> no's that we took in our faces. No, I don't find, I, I don't have money to feed my children. What plastic bags? Get out of my store. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can imagine that would, that would be the uh, response that you'd get. Yes. So maybe the ones in uh, uh, the big supermarkets or the big stores, they will understand if you go and tell them, okay, you're, uh, the plastic is killing the turtles and the birds and the dolphins, they can relate a little bit. But if you go and tell those stories to the banana the banana guy or like the, the fruits or the vegetables, of course, they will never, ever listen to you. Know, what turtles that I care about? What, what, what dolphins? What are you saying? So we decided, okay, the only thing to talk to them or to convince them is a little bit of uh, they have to take care of the health of their children that's the most thing that they care about so you talk, you tell them about the, heart, the 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 dangers of plastic how it turns into microplastics how we we all consume microplastics each and every day there is a study saying that in each in each two weeks the human being consumes a, a visa card or a credit card the size of microplastic like it gets in our stomach so when you tell someone who doesn't have any background about the dangers of plastic a story like this okay he starts to listen to you but uh, we are, Yanni, we reach 150 stores that turn from plastic into to other alternatives. Thank you so and, much, Mustafa. Yeah, you're right. The last thing about the upcycling with the women, we created this workshop. We take all of the plastic bags that we collect. I'm sure that you have a lot next to your sink or like any any person yeah. collect their plastic bag. So we take all of those plastic bags, we give it to the women. We taught them how to upcycle it, to turn from a plastic bag that maybe it will end up in the rivers or the sea or anything. Uh, we create products that we sell it online or in the fairs, uh, the bazaars. 
So uh, we create, uh, we generate revenue that gets back to the women and uh, we hire more women in this project. And we call it the Very Nile Shop. Brilliant. What a fantastic achievement. It really is. And uh, wish you the best of luck with it. Uh, one more question. Mark. Why don't we have crocodiles in the Nile where we are? <laughs> working want... on it, Mark. I'm working on it. Okay. Look, crocodiles, <laughs> I want buffalo, I want hippopotamuses. <laughs> you sort that out. I promise. I promise. Three years from now, I promise. And we're all going to ride the backs of crocodiles and swim. Oh. About... <laughs> don't worry. It's but a dream. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. have you from Very Nile. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It is the podcast from Scoop Empire, Behind the Scoop with Mark. And my next guest is quite literally amazing. She's a former African judo champion. Uh, as a pro athlete, she competed in championships all over the world. And then, as will happen with judo, she got some quite nasty injuries. She turned her life around as a women's fitness expert with almost 200,000 followers on Instagram, giving therapeutic workouts and tools to women as an inspirational coach, improving body, mind, and soul. Her name is Miracle Nassif. Hello, Miracle. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Well, it's Very really happy nice to be here. It's really nice to have you. And you have quite a CV. Not everyone is an ex-pro athlete. I really can't remember anything growing up other than me playing sports. Like as simple as this. I grew up as an athlete. I started since I was three as going to training uh, daily and then evolved to twice a day. But I believe it like... Since I was even younger than this, I used to go to the club and just, wow. yeah, jump in the pool. Maybe when I was start, like three, I was like, I, I started it and, and I never stopped. Like I'm now three though. I mean, so you're a late starter. I was there. At, I was there at six months. <laughs> was it just something that was ingrained in you or just something that you took to straight away? It, it shaped, it shaped my character hundred percent. Like now, even after I quit, I, I always say, I think like an athlete, I work like an athlete, I act like an athlete, I eat like an athlete, I, I pick myself up again like an athlete. It's everything. It shapes my, like athletes will understand. And this is actually what I'm trying to do now. Um, it's just passing this to people who, did not have the privilege of learning such skill. Mm. Yeah, we used to train, like probably we get up at like 4.35 in the morning. Wow. And by six, we're actually in outdoor pool. We used to, sw I used to swim growing up and, and we never had an indoor pool. It used to be an outdoor pool. So at six in the morning in the winter, we're in the water. Wow. And then we finish and we go to, to school. We go to school and then finish, do some homework, go back to training. Let me tell you something years later. Right now, like today, I have a crazy day at work. So I had to get up 5.30 in the morning, mm. go hit the gym. Even now, today, you quit as a... As a pro athlete. As a pro because, athlete. Because I you started... quit being, you know, a, a sporty person. Well, you can't. I don't think anybody can quit being an athlete. Like, I go, I went pro um, in judo. So I started judo when I was nine. Like, I spent my teens doing nothing other than um, competing and camping everywhere in the world. Wow. So they would take us like three through us like two months in Japan and then two months in Korea and then we have a world championship and then we go back. So it was it used to be like this. You didn't even have a little bit of time for fun in your teens? Well I used to train seven hours a day. 
So if you think there was anything, like okay. I couldn't move, like like literally I couldn't move. Like you just need to sleep to recover. Like yeah. you, there's well, it was fun. Like let me tell you something that, that it changed the, the the idea of fun. Growing up until today, fun for me is different because honestly, like think of like somebody who's a kid, like teen. You would just be traveling, like, every time they say, hey, we're going to camp in, like, again, like, Japan or Korea or Russia. Or it's like, by, by, the, by the time I quit judo, I've already covered so many countries that now I have memories. So, so yeah. it, 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 it was different. What made you decide to quit? I never wanted to quit. Like, I quit when I was 21. Um, actually, we used to get injured in judo. My shoulder used to get dislocated. I would put it back and finish the fight. Like, there's no such thing as stopping. 2008, I got a really bad injury in my eye. I had to stop mm -hmm. immediately. Like, that was the day, like... No more judo. Do you still dislocate your shoulder? Well, you know, like I put it back with four hooks, so I have four four. Oh <laughs> no, wow! Yeah, but 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 I still like right wow. till today. That's that's well, it's beyond what your body can do. It's beyond. Yeah. Sometimes you just train and you put your body into a challenge that is beyond its ability. However, you still can fight. So it's the spirit that fights more than your body. So you clearly pushed your body to its limits at a very young age. Yeah, and it taught me to push myself till today. It, it taught me to push myself at work. It, it taught me to push myself even like I have two discs in my back. Like it's, this sounds really crazy for people who are listening. <laughs> so it's like I have hooks in my shoulders. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you something like athletes do have it because of sports, but mm. actually people who do not exercise do have the same. So how did you redefine yourself to what you are now, which is a fitness expert uh, specializing for women? So I just decided like, what do you want to do in life? And I've always had passion for marketing and for, of course, for sports. So I, I've got the experience. I wanted to aid that with education. So when I went to the US, I studied sports science. I also studied marketing. Um, so I got my master's in uh, like my MBA in marketing and entrepreneurship. Um, I also studied art because I, I love fashion and I love, I used to jewelry design it. It actually was my first company. And I used to make the jewelry here in Egypt and sell it in the US at some point. And then I put it together by just having my own company right now. I have social platforms as well that are helping me uh, spread my message. But my, my message is that I want to restore uh, women's confidence, especially Arab women. Um, I restore their confidence through through sports mm -hmm. and fashion and nutrition and so I'm I'm kind of giving them um, the tools of how do they restore their self confidence through having a strong body um, how do they change it from the inside out so there are several things there aren't they it's not just fitness it's fitness and fashion. And all the different tools. The platforms are called Miracle Nassif. So it's a personal brand, 100%. So I'm sharing with them my experience. I'm sharing um, what helps me just keep going. This busy life helps me. There are like other things like nutrition. Like my nutrition cannot have um, lots of preparations and because I can't. Like I don't have the time to constantly calorie count and meal prep. Or so no, like today I couldn't meal prep. However, I can just go grab something healthy that fuel my body during a very crazy day. So I'm giving them, again, it's the tools. 
Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the tools of how can you be busy and yet you're just fueling your body properly, dressing properly and living the life that you always wanted. Do you ever have a pizza? I love pizza. I would eat pizza <laughs> till the end of my life. Pizza and chocolate. <laughs> so do, you, do you have cheat days? I definitely do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, nobody wants to eat like lattice like rabbits. Like <laughs> nobody wants to live this life. I promise you. So if you have like a, a cheat evening say there's a pizza does that mean you have to get up extra early the next morning well well um, it just you know sometimes i do that give and take honestly sometimes i do that but i think i have passed this phase in my life and i know you don't like the word empowerment which is which is a word that gets used a lot uh during the month of march female empowerment and stuff Uh, why is it that you don't like that particular term i don't believe in the word women empowerment i don't I heard somebody saying women are already strong. They don't need to be empowered. So women are already strong. That what I provide are the tools of how they, um, how can they eat like an athlete, train like an athlete, uh, manage their time like um, athletes. I, I, I give them the tools of how to be resilient, of how to be mentally tough. If you could give one message to people listening right now, what would it be? Remember that any time that you see somebody that is telling you that they are not struggling, do not believe them. Everyone is struggling. I am struggling. You're struggling. Everyone is struggling. It's all about being resilient. But it's, all, it's, it's only about the people who just believe they will make it. Well, that's a really nice message and <laughs> really nice uh, to talk to you. Thank you very much for spending some time with me today. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me. Thank you. And that's all today. Thank you to both of my guests, Mustafa Habib from Very Nile and Miracle Nassif as well. Don't forget to rate us and also subscribe to the podcast and tell all your friends as well. And do join us tomorrow on Behind the Scoop.